on today's episode, advice for the newbie managers out there. Plus, everyone's going crazy for Plaid. The Plaid Visa Duo, that is. And why your sales outreach needs to be a little bit warmer. This and more, of course, today on Recur Now. Coming at you from Boston, it's Friday, January 17th. I'm Abby Sullivan. I'm Grace Gagnon. And I'm James Herrick. It's a beautiful day to subscribe. And first up, your subscription news rundown. So we hear you're a new manager. Congrats, but do you actually have any idea where to start? There is a lot to be learned and plenty of room for error, especially for newbies to the space. And the first 30 days of your managership can really shape how your managees feel about you. So we're grateful for the reminder written by Know Your Team's Claire Liu on the six concrete mistakes to avoid in your first month within a managerial role. It's great to hear the how-tos and the preachings of positivity, but in this case, what not to do is just as dire as what to do. So here are our favorites. Number one, don't just address your team as a whole because one-on-one meetings can help you establish where each of your team members is at. Are they stuck? Are there concerns? If so, what are they? What work style do they prefer? We're huge believers here at ProfitWell that feedback is everything, so be sure to solicit it appropriately and often. In a similar realm, in reason number two, we embark on a journey of here's what I think as opposed to a listen and learn tour. Don't do that. Instead, ask questions. Be inquisitive. Again, it's all about the feedback. Another solid one is forgetting to interview fellow leaders in your space. There are likely so many around, whether you find them physically or via LinkedIn, for example, who've been in your position, others that you admire and want to emulate. Take advantage of this expertise and keep the learning going. We'll also link to our article called Trends Among Successful SaaS CEOs in your subscriber newsletter, so you can kick it off there. And another one from the list that really resonated with me optimizing for likability and not trust. This is one I admittedly struggle with myself, but prioritizing being liked as a leader often prevents us from being honest. Instead, you must be frank, direct, and ultimately transparent. Rather than focusing on, how can I get my team to like me? Ask yourself what you can do to earn their trust. There's more where this came from, and we will, of course, link to the full piece in your subscriber newsletter, because struggle on the managerial side will inevitably trickle down to all parts of your organization. No problem. Though. And now, Abby on Plaid. We've seen the headlines ad nauseum. Visa is acquiring Plaid for $5.3 billion. At two times its final private valuation and a triumph for investors, Visa will now own financial services API startup Plaid. Plaid is a behind-the-scenes tool powering advances for financial services with the technology that provides access to and analytics for financial data. If you've heard of Twilio, Plaid is in that same realm. Although we're not as concerned with the what or the who, But the why? Why did Visa scoop up the startup for such a pretty penny? It comes down to the customer. With this acquisition, Visa will get access to a seriously impressive lineup of customers that it can sell additional payment services to. Because Plaid works with the majority of the largest fintech apps in the U.S., like Venmo, Square Cash, Chime, Acorns, Robinhood, and Coinbase. And we know more is almost always better when it comes to expansion revenue. We have an episode of the ProfitWell Report on exactly how much expansion revenue your company needs to be successful. Here's a clip with some data. The most efficient companies when looking at LTV to CAC ratios are fueling that efficiency mainly off expansion revenue. Note that companies who have an LTV to CAC between 3 and 5 are seeing a median of just under 20% expansion revenue as a proportion of their total revenue. 
Those with an LTV to CAC above five are pushing above 30% in terms of expansion revenue. Efficiency doesn't always tell the whole story though. Growth is extremely important. And if you're efficient, you're not always investing in growth. Interestingly enough though, companies growing in the top 40% of their cohorts are seeing at least roughly 20% of their revenue coming from expansion and a high end of nearly 40% expansion revenue. And we'll link out to all the data cuts in your subscriber newsletter. Now, James, on getting warmer. So what even is a warm email and why do we need it in our outreach? We know the cold email as an effective form of business outreach, all in the name of booking more appointments. But apparently, according to Inbox Brain, 24% of email campaigns are never even received, never mind opened. That's where the warm email comes in to help ensure your emails are being delivered and not being marked as spam. The gradual process of warming an account has to do with the volume of emails sent, the reputation of the account, and the domain that's linked, plus the type of content that's being sent. And although email sometimes gets a bad rap, we can attest there are so many hidden talents to it. We have a talk by Litmus's former email badass and help scouts, current head of marketing, Justine Jordan, that'll show you 40 of them in 40 minutes. Email is your friend, your segue to drive traffic, conversation, and ultimately sales. So how do you go about warming up your outreach? We'll link to this resource by inbox brain on everything from personalization to warming your account and launching it in today's newsletter. And that's a wrap on your January 17th subscription news. Up next, we're going deeper on feedback featuring Heaton Shaw, Brian Halligan, Patrick Campbell, and more. Here's Patrick, but for the full episode with all interview cuts, check your subscriber newsletter. Everything comes back to those emotions. And as an economist and statistician, that just doesn't feel great. The thing is though, the endeavors that we've embarked on as operators and founders, they're just deeply personal, which makes them deeply emotional. We get upset because someone's not in our head, so they make a mistake and we give them feedback. We don't take feedback well because it preys on our insecurity about not being good enough. To me though, in building ProfitWell and maturing over the years and observing thousands of founders and executives at this point, the secret isn't denying that these emotions exist. It's embracing these emotions with open arms and harnessing the leverage that these emotions bring us to use the momentum for good and for making us great. We will things into existence as leaders. It's our job to build things. Yet we need to understand that the primary structures that we should be thrusting forward are ourselves and our teams. Each building block is a piece of feedback and our ability to harness that feedback will be the great equalizer between us and every other challenger. That's why feedback is non-negotiable. And finally, a teaser for more Protect the Hustle. ProfitWell Recur, it's Protect the Hustle, a show about those who are in the trenches actually doing the work. What is hustle? The word hustle dates back to the 1680s from the Dutch word huslen, which means to shake or to toss. The very core of the word is around shaking up and pushing forward, which is why plenty of the dictionary definitions have some derivation of movement or energy. As Queen Miriam Webster quips, hustle is to obtain by energetic activity. The core of hustle was around changing your environment and shaking things up to produce large scale action. Sometimes that was very positive, pulling yourself up from your bootstraps or running that extra sprint in practice. 
but other times it was more negative. Pool hall hustling or slinging rock. Hustle was initiative and not accepting your circumstances and doing everything in your power to change. Hip hop embraced this throughout the 90s and the aughts because a lot of circumstances in black communities need to be shaken up to push out of poverty by any means necessary. The negative externality of that though was because of circumstances. A lot of times this meant selling drugs or doing illegal activities because there just wasn't another option. But it's important to remember that hustle wasn't negative. It wasn't bad intent. Hustle was that movement of changing circumstance and environment to get to the point where you could go legit. Even in Jay-Z's 90s classics, Can't Knock the Hustle and Rap Game, Crack Game, hustle was the means of taking on challenges to garner wealth and actually hustle out of the illegal means into the legal ones. Johnny and Jane startups embraced this concept of hustle because it meant shoe leather and elbow grease, getting there before anyone else did and going that extra mile to get the deal done. But then hustle changed. Hustle became more gratuitous. In the late aughts, songs like Rick Ross's Hustlin' started to stop talking about the velocity of hustle and just the movement of cash from one place to another. Now it was money for money's sake, not to move out of circumstance, but for cash and cars and just more cash and more cars. Startups started latching onto this word as the gratuitous image of crushing it and tweeting out unnecessary vocalizations of superficial feelings of accomplishment. Hustle lost its edge. The context changed completely and hustle became negative because we associated it with not great things and not great people. But the thing is though, hustle still means hustle. Hustle is a beacon to changing your own personal circumstances and destroying the demons that haunt you and try to prevent you from doing that one extra call, that one extra rep or whatever it takes. Those who protect the hustle define hustle and that's what we're all about at ProfitWell keeping that velocity to rage against the dying of things that we find important. And to do our part to the greater hustle community, we're bringing you season two of Protect the Hustle. Stories in the trenches from the people doing the actual work and protecting everything that hustle stands for. So sign up at protectthehustle.com and sit back, relax, and take notes. And that's it for your January 17th episode of Recur Now. Be sure to connect with me at abby at recurnow.com if you have news to spread or input on any topic we hit. We will catch you right back here on Monday.